Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093-800-715-6093-800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by Uber. Enter the promo code TV Confidential, all one word, when you download the app at get.uber.com slash go slash TV Confidential, and you'll receive a free first ride up to $20. Hi, this is Linda Pearl, and you're listening to TV Confidential. And Roberts with a reminder that Gigi Garner will join us at the top of the hour. Gigi Garner, daughter of James Garner. We hope to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Tony Figaro and Donna Allen are with us as we take a look at this week in TV history. Tony's segment is always brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly-performing live storytelling ensemble. During this time of sheltering in place, you can see three-minute stories every week at facebook.com forward slash Story Salon. This particular segment originally aired in 2015, and Tony and Don and I will take a look at the premiere of the television version of Truth or Consequences. Truth or Consequences originally premiered on NBC Radio in March 1940, but the TV version of Truth or Consequences premiered on CBS on September 7th, 1950. The only game show that has an actual town named after it. Yes. Truth that or is Consequences, true. New Mexico. Oh, that's right. That's right. Wow. It was uh, the spa city of Hot Springs mm-hmm. in Sierra County, New Mexico. It took the name Truth or Consequences in 1950. I just discovered this within the last week or so. The famous theme music. That was actually used as music for British newsreels in the 50s. And I forget which was the original theme of Truth or Consequences, but somehow, like around 67 or 70, something like that, they got the rights to that, to that music, and that became the theme of Truth or Consequences until the end of its run. But to most people, that's what they think of. But newsreels? Or news... It was like British, British newsreels or, you know, filler. It's so stuff. happy and upbeat. Well, yeah, but th- it would it, it would be it would be like slice of life, like, okay, newsreel, right, okay. kind of stuff. Of course, and you can go to YouTube. You'll see what I mean. When I discovered that, I was like, ah, oh, that's the truth or consequences. Because that, that that theme is so catchy, it is. and it just sticks in your head. I mean, how how long was that what, between radio and television? How many years? How many decades? I think almost well, 40. So we had like uh, you know radio for a while, and then by the 50s, it was on TV. Because I do remember seeing like clips yeah. of uh, 
I think it, Ralph Edwards uh, announced, you know, the thing about the uh, Hot Springs, New Mexico, mm-hmm. and it's like him pulling into this town, and he's asking somebody for directions. I'm sorry, and he goes, excuse me, is this Hot Springs, New Mexico? And he said, no, this is truth or consequence. <laughs> and it looks like some of the colorful characters that Lucy, Ricky, and the Mertzes met while they were driving cross-country. I mean, like when they were in New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looked like those characters that you would have seen. And uh, so, yeah, they they pretty much went right into television as soon as it was ready. And, of course, we're of the era that uh, we knew Bob Barker as yes. the host. Was he always the host? No, because uh, when the show first started, it was Ralph Edwards hosting. Okay. Right. And I do remember his intro card was kind of a devil silhouette with yes. flames in the background. Ralph Edwards, who also produced the show, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he produced yes. the show. And uh, yeah, let's see, the original TV version with Edwards' as host lasted only a single season. When it returned three years later on NBC, Jack Bailey was the host and later replaced by Steve Dunn. Jack Bailey, who was also Queen for the Day. Yes. How was well, no, he was the host well, no. of Queen for oh, the Day, oh, yes. That's what I meant. And... Uh, NBC aired a daytime. Subject verb tense. There. <laughs> a, NBC aired a, a daytime version of the show from 1956 to 1965. The first show with uh, Jack Bailey again as host, succeeded by Bob Barker. Barker remained with the show throughout the rest of the daytime run and into the original syndication run from 1966 to 1974. During Barker's run as a host, Barker's box was played. Uh, you know that was basically a, fo- a box with four sides, four drawers, and the contestants could pick. So, a drawer with money out of so it. So Barker Barker hosted the show for what, close to twenty years? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, he went into Price's <laughs> Right. He started Price and he started Price's Right seventy two. So there was a time when he was doing both concurrently, yeah. I believe. Amazing. And, and if I if I remember correctly, part of Bob Barker's Price is Right, sometimes they would show classic bits with I'm assuming it was Blake. Edwards? Uh, Ralph Edwards. Ralph Edwards, yeah, sorry. On, uh, yeah, Bob, Bob Barker's uh, Truth or Consequence. Yeah, Blake Edwards' like, Truth or Consequence, that'd be a different That would have been, that, it <laughs> would have a great score with Henry Mancini. Yeah. Uh, it would be fantastic. Uh, but it was like, you know, Candid Camera would sometimes show classics sure. in the 70s, and, sure. and they would have those bits. Uh, you know, when since you brought that up, I remember there was one where they were outside the studio in Hollywood, and this couple was coming uh, out to their car for dinner, from dinner, and their uh, car was parked in a way that they couldn't pull it out. There was a crane with a wrecking ball that parked in front of them, and they could not move. (laughs) And there was another car in front of the crane, so this was all strategically put there. And the husband, wonderful actor, decided to tell his wife, you know, I think I can move this. And he climbs into the crane... And he pulls the wrong lever, and the wrecking ball smashes the car that was parked in front. But the camera is on the wife, who, yeah. you know, looks like, you know, Aunt B. And just, you know, to get the look of shock when the wrecking ball just drops. I mean, it's just like released and drops perfectly on the car that was parked in front. And just the the reaction there as, as the stunt. They would pull pranks like this. What I remember is occasionally... This probably was like near the, like the last three or four years of the show, but occasionally his wife Dorothy Joe would yes would participate in some of the gigs yes yeah. And uh, what I remember, I remember the reunions. Yes, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, very very nice. I mean, just I, do I remember specifics? Not really, but it was nice to bring somebody home. They're usually yeah. military men. Yeah. Yeah, this was during uh, during Vietnam, and a, a lot of them were kind of centered around that. They did you know reunite people. Uh, that may have been separated for a long, long time. But 
uh, since the show was done in California, sometimes you would have military uh, people based in California. But a lot of them were coming home from Vietnam, and they were spending time well, in California, and they would bring the wife onto the show or, or do the reverse. It was a variation of Candid Camera in the sense that it played off of reactions of yeah. ordinary people to unusual situations such as you just described. And they would be surprised, but they never made fun of the contestant or the person they were that they were playing the prank on. It was, I mean, it goes back to something you said earlier about dignity. Yeah, there was you know. a certain dig- dignity that you had. I mean, some of the jokes were very well staged and orchestrated, uh, a la Candid Camera. But, you know, uh, you would have... Like we said, the the reunions. You might have a guy who's passing through Hollywood on on his way home mm-hmm. from the service. And keep in mind, these guys were coming from Vietnam, and you know it would not be unusual on a game show or something like that that they would pick the guy in uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that you'd want to show America. You know, one of our boys in uniform. So they, you know, it seemed very natural that they would be picking this guy. And they said, hey, you know, when you were a kid, did you ever like the circus? And and there would be something, you know, where he would be dressed as a ringmaster and they were going to have him do, you know, like a lion tamer bit or something. And uh, a, a clown would come by yeah. and, and, and smack him with a, a giant powder puff or something like that. And it kept happening and kept happening. And then all of a sudden they took the clown head off and it was his wife. Uh, and they would have that reunion. Or they would flip it and they would have, you know, the the family from somewhere in middle America and they are getting this trip to Hollywood and they're picked to be on a game show. And of course the prize turns out to be their son coming back from, from the service or somebody would meet a long lost relatives kind of like, uh, this is your life, which yeah. of mm-hmm. course was a Ralph well, Edwards production. production. Yeah. So yeah, they always like to, to play those bits. I think there were a few times, maybe some feathers got ruffled. I seem to remember yeah, no, some but, gags, but, but, for, but, but for the, but, but for the most part, unlike, I mean, and it could, because it both truth of consequences and, Candid camera would be considered precursors to what we call reality television. The difference is today it's more mean-spirited. This was more gentle. It, it was definitely more gentle. But you would get guest stars. I remember Mel Blanc was on one time uh, doing Bugs Bunny for some kids to see if they could get the kids to do certain things, if Bugs Bunny told them to do it. Oh, uh, I, rem- you- I remember Edith Head Edith did, Head did an episode. <laughs> What did Edith? Do you remember what she did? I I can't remember, but I remember seeing her with Bob Barker, obviously talking about fashion of some uh, some but she was very serious. She yeah. seemed too serious for the venue, but yeah. I st- but I still remember. But see, that seems to be in character with Edith Head. I mean, I've mm-hmm. I've seen her. I've seen her in clips of. In, of other interviews, she even played herself in an episode of Columbia. Yes. She was just very one note, very business. Yeah, she was the same character. Yeah, she. Uh, there was uh, June Foray uh, was used for a gag where they wanted to get this housewife to make random phone calls and try to convince the caller to say something. And of course, every caller was June Foray. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and I remember one where there were three people randomly picked out of the audience. One was some funny little foreign guy, and they were happy, you know, and the guy spoke very broken English, but uh, Bob just found him amusing, so wanted to use him. And then to you know regular all American boys, and the the bit was to see if they could walk a tightrope, and if they fell, there was a pool right underneath the tightrope. 
And uh, the first guy tries it with the umbrella, falls, breaks the umbrella. The second guy tries it just on his own, falls, lots of laughs. And then the funny little foreign guy with a handlebar mustache you know, takes the broken umbrella and he struggles, but he actually makes it across. And then you find out that he's like this internationally known circus <laughs> like performer the, like the with Wallendas or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And and you know, he, he and of course he didn't speak English, right. but you know, the, the, he they got him to uh, do that. Uh, but yeah, he they had all these funny gags. I'm sure a lot of it's on YouTube. I imagine it's it's packaged I in various forms. True. And me too. A lot of it was just everyday people's reaction. Yeah. I remember. One gag, I think I remember because it took place over a week in a plaza. I'm assuming it was somewhere in Los Angeles during lunchtime. And money, just bills of different denominations started to fall on the plaza. I mean, it wasn't like a dump truck, but I mean, just random, maybe 20 or 30 bills every day for a week. And I'm embarrassed. I don't remember how they resolved it. But you start to see the same people showing up again. And it was just, if you missed the show, you missed it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember a gag where I think they were going to, one guy was going to take a cruise to Catalina and one was going to get there on his own. And they, it was like a race. And so one's on a very luxurious cruise liner when, you know, this is before Love Boat, you know, so that was a big deal. And they were going to go to Catalina Island. And this other guy was in this little boat that was basically a radio flyer wagon with a sail on it. And they were going to start in Hollywood, and he had to start at the L.A. River, I'm assuming somewhere around Burbank. <laughs> and if if you're not familiar with the L.A. River, it used to be a real river before a huge flood in 1939 when right. uh, a dam broke, and now it's a concrete ditch, and it's a flood control system. So you have this very large ditch. You've seen it in hundreds of movies, I, usually in, in, in the – TV fi- shows. In yeah. TV shows, yeah. you yeah. usually see the big drag race there, yeah. like in Greece yeah. or, or Terminator – and so you have basically a couple of lanes where cars would fit, could fit, but then a very small space, and that is what the normal flow of water is. So this guy's in basically a child's wagon in the L.A. River, and he's going to start you know, going to Long Beach Harbor and eventually uh, make his way to Catalina Island in this tiny tub and competing with the guy who's on a cruise ship. And again, I don't remember how it actually ended. I'm sure it ended well. Well, I, I know that within the last couple of weeks, I'm forgetting the name of it, but there is a new game, a new cable channel in the works. It's not an offshoot of Game Show Network, but it is similar in that it will it will be showing classic episodes of game shows from like the Golden Age, oh. 50s, 60s, 70s, okay. early 80s. Uh, I know they're going to show a lot of the Goodman, Todman shows, uh, and I think they're going to show some of the Ralph Edwards show. So I would imagine the classic Truth or Consequences yeah. will be back in circulation. Yeah, and I'm sure there's bits, you know, kinescopes, stuff on YouTube, and, and maybe some of the stuff that we were just talking about, which, you know, our vague memories from childhood could be shown again because uh, some of that stuff was just very, very funny. Yeah, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I think it's good that we don't remember all the particulars because oh, yeah. we, otherwise we might be disturbed. If we well, <laughs> it's yeah. also, you know, and just thinking, I mean, just since you brought that up, um, you know, thinking especially with all the servicemen and considering yeah. the era it was. And it, it just made me think immediately uh, of Jim Neighbors. Yeah. And he says he can't watch the opening of Gomer Pyle when you see all the Marines marching. Mm-hmm. He said he knows, yeah. you know, he got to meet all those guys. Yeah. He said, they were all going to Vietnam, and he knows many of those guys did not come home. Yeah. 
And he says he just can't, you know, when he thinks about Gomer Pyle, he always, that is, and you don't see him very nostalgic over Gomer Pyle like he might be for Mayberry. Mayberry, right. But he, especially the opening, he says it, that it, it, it's a very, uh, it turned out to be a very painful uh, yeah. memory for him uh, to, to think about, you know, being with all those guys. Uh, yeah, and it's just, you know, so when you're looking at that, you can imagine oh, yeah. uh, the backstories for, for some of these people. It's it, I always remember it was a wonderful moment, but mm -hmm. also I remember it was also a much more innocent time. Childoftelevision.blogspot.com, childoftelevision.blogspot.com, also storysalon.com. Donna's four-part novel series is now complete. Yes, it is. The last book, Fall Again Reunion, was published a few months ago. You'll see where the story finally ends. And to find out how the story begins and end, go to fallagainseries.com. Tony and Donna, we'll see you both next time. Next, next time. time. Gigi Garner will join us when we come back. Gigi Garner, daughter of James Garner and the founder of the James Garner Animal Rescue Fund. Gigi Garner will join us. We'll also welcome back our friend Steve Beverly. Steve Beverly, host of the digital TV series, Steve Beverly's TV Classics. All that more coming up in hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Linda Day George. Diane Cannon. Donna Mills. Richard Benjamin. Michael Bell. Joan Van Ark. Thank you so much, Joan. I, I really appreciate this. I hope we'll have a chance to chat again. Well, I hope so, too. And let me tell you, bravo to you. Kudos for doing your homework. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Hugs. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-717-6901. 855-717-6901. That's 855-717-6901. You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Enter the coupon code CONFIDENTIAL when you sign up, and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at TV Confidential.
tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.